tell you, when you invited the Holy Spirit on the scene, I looked around the room and the whole room was lit up like fire. It was just like fire. I could just only see the fire of God on his people. And it was like, it was all consuming, but yet you weren't being, you weren't being lit up and burned up. You were being, you were on fire. You were a flame that could not be put out. There was some power. There was an anointing that was on those that were seeking the power of God. And I don't know about you, church, but we're in some dark times. We're in some hopeless, lawless times. And we look back and we see through the history of the church that when we were in times like this, guess what would happen? The Spirit of God would pour out upon the people and that there would be a revival in the land. And I don't know about you, Sunday night service who came out because we're hungry for God. But I believe God wants to light us up. I believe he wants to make us full-time ministers. I believe that there's a lost and broken people out there that need to know the love and the goodness of our almighty God. You see, he wants to light you up tonight. He wants to say, it's time to get outside yourself and to press into who I am. It's time to step into the supernatural and step out of your natural. It's time to take some new levels with the Holy Spirit. It's time to go new places, teenagers. You guys have a call on your life, and I don't care how you grew up or what you go home to. God knows you. He loves you. He's called you for such a time as this. You're a voice in your generation. And I believe that in this room I'm looking around, and I see every generation represented, every single one of us, every type of people We've got white and Hispanic and black and we've got Asian and we've got Indian. We've got everything standing in this room right now. What is heaven going to look like? Church, look around. This is the church of the most high God and the Holy Spirit wants to pour on us. And he's saying, let's get outside of our natural, the things that we identify ourselves with and step into your new identity and who he is. Because God is who lives on the inside of you and he is asking us. To step in as a new generation and to intercede for those that don't know they need to be interceded for. Our government officials. Our nation who is saying no to God. But we say, oh, but you need him and you don't even know it. You see, God wants to do something new. And I believe in this season we're stepping into Thanksgiving. We're stepping into Christmas. And the Lord was revealing something to me the other day when I was actually preparing this message. And he said, what would the world be like? without me. And I was like, chaos. It would be chaotic. There'd be no hope, right? We would all not have anything to look forward to. We wouldn't, we wouldn't know like what, who we were in Christ. We would all still be those busted down, broken people, right? Because there would be nothing for us to look into, look hopeful to. He says, that's why I came. Because you needed to know that you are so very loved. You needed to know that I so have a call and a destiny on your life. They need to know that there's a hope beyond what they see with their natural. When they step into their supernatural, they can begin to see through the eyes of what I'm giving them. And they see with their supernatural eyes. And they can begin to pray faith prayers and sing faith songs. And songs are going to come up out of our worship team. I just know that I've been hearing from the Holy Spirit that he wants to release some new things in our worship team. That there's going to be a song that comes out of the Rock Church like no other because we're unique in our own way. That God has poured his spirit 
poured out upon this generation and here in San Bernardino. And we're not just going to touch San Bernardino. We're going to touch the real people. We're going to go and we're going to tell people that have no hope that there's a hope in his name is Jesus. And you may be part of that. You might be the next minister that goes out to tell someone about the hope of the world. His name is Jesus. You're standing in this room not by chance. You didn't just show up on a Sunday night. You didn't just say, I guess I'll drag myself out of bed. I guess I'll drag myself away from the TV. But you came because God said, I have your number and I care about you. And you took some time out of your day. Some of you, for you, that came two times this week, well done, well done. And you came because you said, I need more of God. And so God wants to do something tonight. And I believe that he has a word for us. And I'm gonna, we're going to have a different night tonight. Is that okay with you? We're going to have a Holy Spirit night tonight. And so I don't know, Pastor Richard, are you taking the youth now? It's okay. So why don't you youth, let's go ahead and have the youth go out. And then if you grab your Bibles and paper and pens and let's get to, let's get to studying what the Holy Spirit has. We love you, youth. They are doing an all-nighter tonight for some of the Ryla, the leadership. So let's pray for Pastor Richard and Michelle. Because an all-nighter, if you don't know what that means, that is like 8 at night to 8 in the morning with no sleep and a whole bunch of teenagers. And whoever falls asleep first gets a face marking with a Sharpie. So my son is like, I am not falling asleep because I will not have a mustache drawn on me. (laughs) Oh, the good old days of youth. So we... um, You know, we've been going through so many amazing things on Sunday nights, but I really have been just enjoying my time with the Holy Spirit lately. And and so when they had asked me to preach, I was like, what am I going to preach on, Holy Spirit? He said, me. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's easy because you and I have been hanging out a lot. And he said, yes, and I need you to tell them some things. And so as I began preaching, or I mean studying, for this message I want you to know that the Lord did something with every single point that he gave me. He gave me a prophetic word for you. So I'm actually going to give you the point, and then I'm going to give you a word that the Lord has spoken over you about each topic, okay? So you're going, oh, my goodness, who is this lady? She's a woman, number one. That's like a no-no. Well, it ain't a no-no here because I believe God does not just cut off 50% of his population to not speak and have a voice, So if you have an issue with that, we could talk about it later, not now. Just listen to the Holy Spirit tonight. Don't look at the the vessel that is delivering the word. Listen to the Holy Spirit that is speaking through me because I'm just a vessel and he's wearing me tonight. So can we pray before we step into this? Holy Spirit, I ask that you would speak what you need to speak that you would say what you need to say, that you would do what you need to do. And Lord, I ask that as we press into what your word says and as we learn from the Holy Spirit tonight, that Lord, that you would remind some of us, God, what we have so easily forgotten. And Lord, I pray that you would refresh us a new way. And Lord, those that have not heard this ever before, Lord, let the penny drop and let the power of the Holy Spirit fall upon us. And Lord, we ask, God, that as we seek your face, Holy Spirit, that you would do a new work inside of us tonight. And God, that as we learn your word and as we listen to it and as we read through it, Lord, Holy Spirit, be our teacher. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I believe that the Lord knows you more than you know yourself. Would we say yes to that? You know, you can't hide from God. It's not like you're like, 
you know, if I don't show him this one thing about me, he knows. You can't hide anything from him. You know, you can't go in the bathroom. Remember moms, how we would hide for other kids? We'll go in the bathroom. Maybe they'll leave us alone. And there were those little fingers under the door. Well, the Holy Spirit is there all the time. He doesn't ever leave you nor forsake you. Now, that could be odd. And if you put yourself in some sinful places, that's a very uncomfortable situation. I remember being a teenager and my parents would say to me, just remember, you take the Holy Spirit wherever you go. So if you're doing something wrong, He's right there with you watching you. And I would always feel like, ugh. Like, I'm sorry, that's really embarrassing. Can you close your eyes? Because I really want to sin right now. And I just remember just being this rebellious person, but knowing that the Holy Spirit had not left me. And the beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit is that he knows you more than you know yourself, but he loves you more than you will ever know how to love yourself. That he, he cherishes everything about you. He cherishes your thoughts and your heart. He knows your personality and the things that bug other people. He gave that to you. You just got to figure out how to manage it through him so that it works the right way. When we do it through ourselves, we offend people around us, right? But when we press into who the Holy Spirit wants and wants us to be and do, then we turn into who he needs us to be. For some of us, this may seem like a daunting concept. I've had a couple conversations recently where um, people are sitting in conversations with me and they're shocked that the Holy Spirit wants to be a part of their life because they're too ashamed. They think that they're not good enough, that they, they can't get past the sin that they've encountered or the thoughts that they think or the words that they speak and that why would the Holy Spirit want to be in my life? I'm too messed up for God himself to want to be a part of my life. And I'm here to tell you that you are not too messed up for God. That God came for the broken and the lost, and he knew that we would be a hot mess, Pastor Jess especially, and he came so that we could approach him and that he could walk with us hand in hand in this world, and we could know the love of a father, and we could know the love of a savior, and you may not have had the love of a father. You may not have been rescued by human hands, but you've been tortured by human hands, and I'm here to tell you tonight that he is the rescuer of the human heart. He is the comforter to the broken and the lost, and he loves you more than you can even fathom or think. So if you think you're not enough or good enough I'm telling you tonight you stay in that seat and I want you to sit a little taller because you're called you're ordained and you're anointed by the Holy Spirit who loves you and who cherishes you that's who you are you see but what if I told you that you can't turn him off and you can't run him out of your life Woo, that's good, right? Because I have ran a lot of people out of my life. I don't know about you, but my personality can turn people off and they leave. But the one thing about God is that he doesn't leave you or forsake you. You cannot run him out of your life. Maybe you've had an ex. Maybe you've had some divorce. Maybe you've had broken relationships where you have been a little hurt, a little damaged. There's been walls that have gone up. There's been things and, and borders that you have built. And you have built maybe moats and walls and everything around you because of brokenness. And I'm here to tell you, you can't run him off. You can't keep him out of your life. You can't tell him that you, he can't love you. You don't get the right to tell him he doesn't love you because he already does. And so if we would just surrender to the love of the Holy Spirit and to the, the presence of the Almighty, what would our lives be like? What would be like a limitless 
season for us in our life? Well, where, where would the ceiling be? The ceiling would be taken off of our lives and there would be nothing holding us back from the goodness and the glory of who he is. The fullness of his majesty. Everything that encompasses God would be a part of who we are because he lives on the inside of us. And so when I feel in my human body like less than and not enough, I can press in to the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of me and say, but you're more than enough. So give me the strength to stand up in this hard situation. Give me the words to speak when I don't have them. Give me the heart to love when I don't want to love. Show me how to forgive when I don't know how to forgive. You see, you're not alone. He's with you in every step of this thing called life. I love the Holy Spirit. He is for me, been a rescuer. He's done so much in my life. I've only grown up in this church where I've seen women ministers and the Holy Spirit flowing. I've seen the Holy Spirit touch somebody and they get healed from, from sicknesses and diseases. I have seen God move on the behalf of so many people. But yet, there's a man, and he's a pastor, and his name is Robert Morris. Does anybody know who he is? He's a wonderful man of God. And, and I've been reading this book that he has written, and it is called, so write this down, The God I Never Knew. It's a good book, and it's all about the Holy Spirit. So if you want a good read, I recommend this book. And in this book, he was talking about how he had just gotten saved, and, and he went from a church that really didn't talk about the Holy Spirit often to a church that, you know, flowed in the gifts of the Spirit, believed in women in ministry, believed in speaking in tongues, believed in all of those things. And, and he was warned by the church that he was leaving and saying, watch out for those Holy Ghost Christians. And he was like, what are they talking about? All right. And so he goes to this church and he begins to learn who the Holy Spirit is in an intimate way. And if you think about it, the Godhead is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God is three in one. So when we allow God to be God and Jesus to be Jesus, but the Holy Spirit not to be God, what are we doing as a church? We are leaving the Godhead out of our everyday life. And the Holy Spirit is saying, why are you leaving me out? Because I can seem weird. Because I can seem too intimate and too close, especially in a generation that says, I don't want too much, you know, intimacy because just give me the phone and that's my intimacy. I tell people I love them through text. I tell them I'm sorry through text but I don't look them in the eye and I don't want to have a rough conversation. But how about the Holy Spirit wants to sit at your feet? He wants to stand in your room and he wants to say, let's look at yourself. I want you to see who you are and I want you to change some things about you. And he wants to have the hard conversations and the good conversations. The Holy Spirit wants to be there in every moment. And so Robert Morris began talking about how the Holy Spirit began dealing with him and began talking to him and become, started to become his friend. And I love how he explained him. And so I'm going to give you what he said in a part of his book. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. He said, the Holy Spirit, he isn't weird. He isn't rude. He isn't some far off spiritual being. The Holy Spirit is a person. He is in a spirit and he has a soul. He intercedes for us and through us. He hears, he speaks, he teaches, he guides us into truth. He glorifies Christ, reveals Christ to us, brings all of Christ's words to our remembrance. He shows us the things to come. He knows the deep things of God, searches all things, and reveals all things. Where he is, there is liberty. He inspires the writers of the Bible. He reveals the Son to us. We are convicted by him, born again by him, and led by him, 
filled by him and sealed by him. Now, why would anyone tell the people of God to watch out for those that talk about him? The truth is the Holy Spirit desires a relationship with you and with I. Isn't that beautiful? That's who he is. He wants to be intimately in our lives. And sometimes I don't know if we even consider this. Maybe you're a new Christian and you don't know how this whole God thing works and you're just trying to figure this thing out. And as you come to church and the more you read your Bible, you're going to understand more and more and more. But the Holy Spirit wants to be in your life on a personal level in your every single day. You don't have to be alone in this world because you were never created to be alone. You were created to be in sync and in unison with the God of heaven and earth, the one who knew every animal that he was going to create and every person and every personality. I look at faces. I love to people watch, and I think, how could God create so many different faces? It's amazing. We have three kids. I stare at them all the time. I'm like, you made three different us's somehow, and somehow they all look similar. Have you met those families that are like stamps? You know, you could just tell they're all family because they look like a stamp, but yet they all are uniquely different in their own way. You see, the Holy Spirit, did you know this? He's the creator. He's the comforter. He's the one who is your strength in your time of need. He's the one that when you're devastated or you're broken or you have loss, he's the one that will fill that void and he will strengthen you in the most holy moments. But you and I have to create some time to be with him. And that is what he's asking of us tonight, is will you love me enough? Will you want to know me so deeply that you will begin to make some new patterns in your life, to know me and to spend some time with me in new ways? I believe God wants to do something in us. And and so this is what the Holy Spirit wants to do. Are you ready? The Holy Spirit wants to be our best friend. You know, we can have friends here on earth. We can even have spouses here on earth. And they can only feel so much because they were never never intended to be everything for us. Never. The only one that can fulfill all parts of who we are, his name is Jesus. And the Holy Spirit and the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit is one. That is who the Holy Spirit is for us. And when Jesus left this earth, in Ephesians it talks about it, that when I left and I sat at the right hand of the Father, that I left for you the Holy Spirit, the one, the revelator, the one who will speak and will give you the words of wisdom when they were in the upper room and the the power of the Holy Spirit came and swept and there was speaking of tongues. You see, the Holy Spirit is here and present on this earth. He did not leave with the last apostle. He has not gone out and left us to be on our own. No, he has said, I'm living on the inside of you. And when you ask me to be the Lord and Savior of your life, I come and I live and I dwell within you. And you and I, we do this thing called life together. You're not alone in this, guys. You're not on your own in this. Because there's a God in heaven that knew that you needed a hope. That knew that you needed something to anchor you when life gets hard. He knew that you were to be a shining light in a dark place. And he knew that you would need the Holy Spirit to radiate through you and in you and around you. That's who he is. You see, a best friend has your back. A best friend covers you when things aren't right. A best friend takes into consideration your personality flaws and still loves you anyways. A best friend shows the love of God to you and those you love. That's what a best friend does. But listen to what the Holy Spirit brings to the table. 
John 14, 16 through 17 says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. He will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. The world cannot receive him because he isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives within you and later will be in you. John 15, 26 says, but I will send you an advocate, the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the father and he will testify all about me. The spirit of truth is a comforter, an encourager, and a counselor in the Greek. Ooh, I need a comforter and an encourager and a counselor. There are days that I don't know if I can make it. There are days that I am thinking thoughts that are just not godly about myself or about the people in my world or about what I'm seeing in the natural, but I can press into my best friend. His name is Jesus, and I can ask him, okay, God, give me your eyes. Comfort my heart. Speak to me, and he will build me up, and he will lift me up, and he will say, keep on going, girlfriend. You got this. You are more than enough. I am in you. You've got this. Somebody needs to tell you on a daily basis, you've got this, and his name is the Holy Spirit. He is living on the inside of you, and he's saying, you are not alone, and some of you are in this room tonight, and you've contemplated death. You've contemplated suicide. And I'm here to tell you that your best friend says you are not alone and that your life is more valuable than you understand and that he's got your back and that you don't get to give up on life and don't listen to the voices that are lying to you. The devil is lying, but the Holy Spirit is saying, stay and live and dwell with me so that you can live a long, full life and have the presence of my almighty walking with you throughout. You see, God wants to do something there best friend wants to be with us. So Romans 8, 16, for the spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. I love this. The Holy Spirit wanted to give a word. And so I'm going to read it because I don't want to miss it and I don't want it to be any of me. This is what the Holy Spirit says to you. I am a friend who will never fail you, who has no flaws, who is reliable. I'm a friend like no other. I'm a friend in its true meaning before the fall of man. I listen. I care. I'm equipped to carry the burden. I'm a resting place. I'm a healer. I'm a secret keeper and I'm a promise keeper. I hold the deepest of confessions in the most tender way. I am there in the quiet moments when nothing has to be said. I'm the rage in an unrighteous moment. I'm the voice of in the speechless moments. I'm the carer of good I'm the carrier of goodness. I'm the way maker. I'm the one who will make the impossible possible. I'm the healer of your body and the healer of your heart. I am the restorer of broken pieces. I bring life to what seems dead. I am your best friend. That's who the Holy Spirit is. And that's what he's saying to you tonight. So if humanity has let you down, because they will, we all let each other down. We're not perfect. Jesus is perfect. The Holy Spirit is perfect, and he wants to be with us and dwell with us. Number two, he wants to be our teacher. 1 Corinthians 2.10 says, But it was to us that God revealed these things by the Spirit. For the Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. I love that. Because sometimes you can look at me and be like, oh, she's trying to teach us tonight. But I'm not. I'm just a vessel. The Holy Spirit is teaching us tonight. When Pastor Dan gets up here, he is wearing Jesus. When any minister gets up here, Pastor Jim or Pastor Deborah, Pastor Antonio, Pastor Joey, 
When they get up here and they minister the gospel, they are wearing Jesus and he is speaking to you. When we take open our word and we sit there alone in the mornings or at night and we say, teach me, Holy Spirit, I want to learn from your word. He loves these moments because these are moments where he gets to have your undivided attention, to show you things that you would not know. Did you know that you may not think that you are the smartest person at all? I am the person that the counselor told me when I had a full-ride scholarship to college. She said, you're too dumb to go. You might as well just think of junior college. And I sat there thinking, wow, I must be really dumb. But it wasn't until I went into Bible college and I heard from a pulpit, from a man standing in a pulpit. And he said, did you know that the more you read the Bible, the smarter you get? And the more you read the Bible, you actually retain more. And I was like, really? There's hope for me. And I just remember reading so much of the Bible because I just didn't want to be dumb anymore. And I didn't want to, for her words to echo in my voice. And now every time I hear those words in my head, I'm like, oh no, I'm not dumb. I'm smart because the Holy Spirit lives inside of me and he's my teacher. And when I don't understand something, I can go to him and he reveals it to me. He brings me a revelation to my spirit, man. And I can cling on to that and go, this is the word of God for me and my children and my house in this church and the people in this city and the people in the world that he wants us to reach. You see, we have to press in to the one who's our teacher. Job 32.8, Job went through hell and everybody's telling Job what they think. Do you ever have friends like everybody has an opinion about what you did wrong or what you didn't do right? And here's Job. And one of, one of the people, one of these young men, it was a young man, and he didn't want to say much to Job because he felt like, well, you're older than me. You might not listen to me. But he said this wisdom that came out of his mouth. And Job 32.8 says, but there is a spirit within people. Do not listen to them. This is what he first said in the beginning. But there's a spirit within people, the breath of the Almighty within them that makes them intelligent. I don't know about you, but I don't want to have a normal conversation about boring things that I don't care about. I want to have an intelligent conversation about God. I want to I wanna talk about the width and the depth and the length and the height of who he is and the love of God. I, I used to be, as a young woman, just very simple. And I still am very simple-minded. And God speaks to me that way. But then I have my mom and my brother, Pastor Luke. They are deep thinkers. And I sit at the table and I listen to the two of them go around about the Bible. And I'm like, whoa, too much for me. And... I just, I can't hang. But then I, I walk away from that and I start thinking about everything they were talking about. And I'm like, break this down for me, Holy Spirit. Teach me. What is it that they're talking about? And I just get revelations in my heart. And so whatever your pace is, you might be that deep thinker, that theologian, like Pastor Dr. Kobernick and Pastor Richard. They get together and, and Antonio and Pastor Joey, sometimes they get together and I'm like, whoa, peace out, good night, that's good. I'm, I don't want to be in this conversation because I'm chill, right? But later on, I get alone with God and something that they were saying bounced off my heart and he goes, now let me talk to you about it the way I talk to you. You see, it doesn't have to be the way that the Holy Spirit teaches. It's not the same for every person. So be free in that. Don't compare yourself to someone else. Well, how come they get in? I didn't. And how come you know, the Holy Spirit must love them more? No. Just ask him and spend some time with him and pull out your journal and get in your word. And he's going to teach you how you learn. 
because he knows how you're broken down. He knows how your thought processes work. He gave all of those workings to you. And so he's going to speak to you the way that he does. And it's such a beautiful thing that he intimately loves us and that he makes us intelligent. 1 Corinthians 2, 13 through 16 in the New Living, it says, when we tell you things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak with words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. Ooh, Those who are spiritual can evaluate all things. It doesn't say some things, guys. You can turn on the news. And you can ask the Holy Spirit, what's going on right now? What is really going on behind the scenes? You see, the Holy Spirit wants to reveal that to us as his, as his sons and his daughters. I love that. Verse 15, those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot evaluate by others. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. When you don't feel that you have the mind of Christ, you've got to remind yourself, I have the mind of Christ. Maybe you're a student in college, and maybe, maybe you're just a mom at home, and you're going, I don't know how to teach my kids the Bible. Well, ask the Holy Spirit for the mind of Christ and for him to help you to retain the things you need to retain so you can pass those tests in college. Or how about for you to know what stories to teach your kids and how to break them down on a simple level so that they will understand and that the word of God will get into their hearts and begin to change their little hearts hearts and have a passion and a love for who God is. You see, God is on the scene in every part of our life, and he wants to be the teacher. 1 John 2, 27 says, but you have received the Holy Spirit, and he lives within you, so you do not need anyone to teach you what is true. Whoo! So you mean to tell me that I have the ultimate teacher at my disposal? Yes. Yes, you do. And he loves you, and he's waiting for you to teach him. He's waiting for you to allow him to be your teacher because he wants to teach you something. I love that. And it says, for the spirit teaches you everything you need to know and what he teaches is true. It is not a lie. You know, you can't turn on the news. You can't turn on anything anymore and wonder, is this really true? Are they giving me the full story? I don't really know. But I'm here to tell you that this, this is not a lie. And this is inspired by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit wrote this book. And he uses men to do it. Did you know that? So that means if God can use a man to write the word of God to give us every answer that we need for every problem in life, that God can speak through you, a man and a woman, in the moments that you need him and when you're seeking his face. That's good news to me, that I can rest on who he is. In the Greek, the spirit in this word, on these verses, in the Greek means anointed. Whoo, did you know that you're anointed to hear the spirit of God? That means God recognizes you as set apart, called, adorned by heaven. And then heaven wants to speak this refreshing word to you and teach you his ways, his wants, his desires. The Holy Spirit has a word for you tonight with being a teacher. This is how the word is that he wanted me to speak to you. The world teaches its ways, its thoughts, its ideas, but they didn't get these ideas from themselves. I am the one who knows all and I am all in everything and know the future and the past in great detail. This is why I say, let me teach you. 
I have given you my word to teach you, and what you don't understand, ask me to reveal it to you. Allow me to be your teacher, to be, allow me to be your teacher, and you commit to be a lifetime student. I have so much to teach you, so much to bring light into your mind, hearts, and spirits. Commit to learn my truths for your every days. That's a word from the Lord for you, from the Holy Spirit. He wants to be your teacher. And number three, he wants to guide us. The Holy Spirit doesn't leave us out here on our own. You know when you have a baby and they're born for the first time, you don't just leave them on their own, right? Like you're like, hey, you're on your own, kid. Good, I'm glad I had you. There are animals in the animal kingdom that do that to their children, but not the Holy Spirit. He does not leave us nor forsake us. He never wants us to be out there floundering and not knowing where to go and what to do next in life. And some of you are facing some really life situations. I don't know what to do next. I don't know where the finances are going to come from. I don't know if I should marry this person. I don't know if I should even start dating this person. Have you ever asked that question? That's a good one to ask. Ask the Holy Spirit if you should even step into that relationship in the first place. How about this one? Holy Spirit, what school do I go to? And, and what job do I take on? And Holy Spirit, how do I deal with these, this spirit of infirmity that keeps coming against my body? Holy Spirit, what is happening with my finances? Why is everything locked up? And one day you're going to just get a word from God. And for us, Dan and I had our finances were just constantly being stripped. There were just so many things coming out. You know, it was like a bag with holes in it. And I just remember feeling like, what is going on? And I heard the Holy Spirit speak to me. And he said, the devourer is coming after you, and you've let him reign. And I was like, ooh, I need to stop that. And he goes, you have authority to stop it, so do it now. And I just stood right there. I was like, in the name of Jesus, I break all the devourer's schemes against our finances. I button up every hole he's trying to take from me. And you have to return back sevenfold what you've taken from me in the name of Jesus. And I'm telling you, it just dried up. We did not have money flowing out. We started finding all the problems of what was happening. We started finding out all the, the holes, as you would say, in our house. Our house was just leak after leak. We would go on vacation. And we hear our neighbors would call us, and they're like, oh, it looks like, you know, a geyser is coming out of your house. And we're like, what? And this would happen all the time. And I'm telling you, God sent us people to come help us and show us the right things and, and, and got rid of people that were actually stealing from us. Did you know that this could be a very natural thing, but a very supernatural attack. And sometimes we don't think about that. That when there's chaos and confusion in my life, I need the Holy Spirit to help guide me out of that chaos and that confusion that's happening. And so when you allow the Holy Spirit to be your guide, he wants to do this. And he talks about this so much in the Bible. I only grabbed a couple of verses for each of these, but there's so many. Psalms 139, 7 through 8 says, I can never escape your spirit. I love that. I can never get away from your presence. Yes. Verse 8, if I go up to heaven, you are there. And if I go down to the grave, you are there. Galatians 5.25, since we are living by the spirit, let us follow the spirit's leading in every part of our lives. That's me. I want to do, I want to follow the spirit's leading in every part of my life. John 16.13, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will speak on you, he will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about 
the future. Did you want to know about your future? Do you want to know what's going to happen next? Do you want to know where to go next? Well, tap into what the Holy Spirit has for you and ask him because he knows every plan and every detail of your story. And he knows the future. So press into who he is because he has it all written down. A word from the Holy Spirit for you on this one that he wants to be your guide. He says, I have written your story already. I know what the next chapter brings in your life. If you will learn to allow me to guide your lives in every way, you will get to see the end of this book, and it will be greater than what you could have ever written for yourselves. So trust my leading.